Happy Thursday, everybody. We are live. Welcome to the fourth day of Dr. Phil week. Today, we are going to be talking about the the huge thing that went on on Dr. Phil a couple years ago where we had Catch Me Outside, that whole thing, and how that exploded into it, it was like a meme, but then it turned, then she made it into a music career. And then from there, she went and exposed the entire troubled teen industry. So it was the, the, the story just gets deeper and deeper as we go. Um, before we get started, though, we will say hi to the chat. And then we are also going to take a look at the original clip, the original Catch Me Outside video, so that everyone's got some context. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm okay. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna eat my coffee real quick. Okay. Well, hello, Molly. Glad you're here. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Cher. Good morning, Amanda. Good good afternoon, Anna, who is what I is guess in a different shit? time zone. Fun. All right. Way too excited for this topic. I'm glad you're excited. Good morning, Paige the Puppet. All Panda says, "Catch me right here." I love that. <laughs> Hey, Kitty. Um, Allie says, we're getting to the good stuff. Good morning, y'all. My son and I bond while eating snacks and watching Dr. Phil's daily clip compilations on his YouTube. That is such a wonderful bonding activity. I love that so much. And I think that is just adorable. It's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. Dr. It's Phil used cute. to be my uh, wings and hangover show back in the day. Wings and hangover. What's your wings and hangover show now? Well, the wing place got busted as a drunk front, so it kind of sucked because they had the best wings. I wonder why they had the best wings. <laughs> well, I'm like, why did you even need to sell drugs? Your wings were so good. You were the best wings in the in the city. Maybe that's how they delivered their drugs. Maybe they delivered their drugs with. Del Although I always ordered the wings for pickup. It was walking distance. No, did you? But did you like their wings, or were you addicted to their wings? Is my question. Um. That's a good question. I don't know. I'm addicted to a lot of foods, so it could, I think it's like that. But I'm addicted to anything with buffalo sauce on it. Like, I get, like, strong buffalo sauce cravings, and I have to eat it then and there. I cannot control myself. It's not just the wings. It's any sweet baby raves buffalo sauce, really. So you, you think there's no chance that they were just, like, you know, making sure they had to return customers by sprinkling some drugs in there? I'm pretty sure they weren't. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Well, you can never be sure of anything. Never, in this you can never world. be sure of anything in this world. Finally, the yeah. coffee's done. That's something I'm sure of. Yes. Okay. So while RK is getting his coffee, we are going to take a look at the original clip. I have this on one and a half speed and we'll pause frequently. Let's hope we don't get demonetized. We'll see. This is not from the official Dr. Phil channel. So I think we should be okay. So here is the original clip of the episode where Catch Me Outside appeared. I'm giving it to her. I'm pretty violent. I'm pushing her in the face because she's going to get out my face. Either I'm breaking down her door or she's breaking down my door. I don't stop till I start seeing dance. So this girl here is about 13 years old at this point. Right now, she's an adult. She's 18 or 19 right now. But when this clip first aired, she was 13. Um, I've got to say, her mom, Her, I, I, you, you can see where she gets it from. In the door. She's so over exaggerated. But these aren't boulders at my window. The pebbles like this little. She'll threaten me if you. Yeah, is this is a stage? Do you think? I was gonna say, like, these are some high quality indoor shots of them at the perfect opportunity. Like, 
Sure. Well, I'm wondering, like, uh, d did uh, did she did her mom really treat her this bad? And this was just like, uh, but I, I obviously like we don't see that what they're recording is they know they're being recorded for that, so it's a little different. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things where you you see these perfectly angled uh, in high def examples of exactly what they're talking about inside their home and you can't help but think is this stage just to show how bad it is because or did they just get really lucky or were they just filming them non-stop for a very long time yeah yeah i'm really i'm really not sure um all right we'll keep going we'll do this do that then i'm gonna call your p.o got one more time to hit me danielle I ran out four times in one day, and the cops call me back every time. She wants me to be sent away. Want me just to put me in jail? So, tell me what you think you're doing that contributes to this chaos and this problem. I don't behave disrespectful. I steal cars. I steal her credit card. I ain't gonna lie. There's no reason to lie. Everybody know already like. What do you say to yourself that gives you the right to take somebody else's car? I'm gonna be sliding. You mean that's what makes me want to take the next bitch car? What? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. You speak English. <laughs> You have an accent of some sort. Tell them where it comes from. You know, <laughs> from the streets. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> tell me again, what, what is it? You I know everyone made fun of this girl, but she's a child. I think everyone for, forgot that when this came out. Everyone was like, "Wow, look at how this girl is so stupid," but like, she's a child, dude. Amanda says, I always assume the producers went to their homes and either had them stage something to get footage or film them reality TV style. And Monique says the mom has, yeah, the mom does have a Karen haircut. Absolutely. Uh, oh, also Sarah loves donuts is here. Hello. And hello to Kat Benson. Hello, Kat Benson. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely think that it's probably played up for the clip. However, I'm like, if she's, if, if that uh, relationship is even half as bad as what they're showing, I can see, I can see why this child is so troubled, but yeah, so, I, but, like, then it's also, like, is she playing it up on Dr. Phil? Is she trying to get famous here? But she's also 13. I don't know. I don't know. Say to yourself that gives you the right to take somebody else's car. I don't say anything to myself. I just say, all right, there's a car. There's some keys out in front of me. I know where the car at. You know where the car at? <laughs> did you Did you go to the fifth grade? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm asking, how far did you go? That's Why are they so, clapping? They're clapping for the fact that Dr. Phil is like... He's called her stupid? Called her stupid from like correcting her grammar, which is... That's just rude. Like, that's just a rude thing to do. It's, the, a, it's the cheapest points you can score. It's the cheapest points that she's like on stage. And also... I'm trying to... I'm trying to think, is the... No, the phrase where the car at, that's not using the conditional, is it? Or the, um, I'm trying to think, I think that she could be dialectically correct. Um, but regardless, it's it's a stupid thing to, to make fun of someone like, oh, wow, you don't speak the way I speak. You must be dumb. Anyway. She likes to steal cars is what we're getting from this. So does Stanley Yelnats. You stopped at the seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So you didn't go through the fifth grade. Yeah, I did. Okay, I'm just curious. Okay, so. She stopped at the seventh grade, but she's 13. So she would be currently in seventh grade. They're making it sound like she dropped out of school. She's 
she's a child. Like, oh, you only got through seventh grade? Yeah, because she's 13 right now. Like, this is this is the part that's blowing my mind. Like, Dr. Bill is being incredibly unfair to her right here. It's good television. Yeah, exactly. I think it's like, uh, as Amanda's saying, it's like, she seems to she seems to be speaking almost in like an AAVE style, which is like, a, it's a legitimate dialect. It doesn't make sense for her to emulate it as she's white and her mom clearly doesn't speak that way. So like where she, it's, it's clearly not like her family's dialect. So it does, it's weird that she's speaking that way. However, it is legitimate dialect and is not, it's not grammatically incorrect. Dr. Phil is just being ignorant here. Well, clearly, I think more people were on her side since she walked away from this and became a huge star. Yeah, I wonder what the comments say to this, because this was like also uploaded later on. Um, all right. With 17.1 million followers on someone else. No, your keys in my room, you're asking for it. You don't leave your keys in a part in someone's room when they've stolen cars before. Like, you're asking for it. Um, She's not lying. What do you think is going to happen when you happen to steal somebody's car that disagrees with that and decides that they're going to drop a hammer on you and prosecute you to the full extent of the law? Man, I do my time in jail. Jail ain't nothing. That's what I always do, and they never catch me. Ain't nobody going to catch me. Because you're too streetwise? Yup. And all these hoes laughing like so funny. She's talking about the audience. She's like laughing at her. Did, did you say the, the, the hoes are laughing? Yep. So the audience are a bunch of hoes? Yep. <laughs> I actually love that the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yep. <laughs> I mean, the audience should stop acting like a bunch of hoes. Uh, <laughs> she called. I mean, I I think it's honestly like she's she's uh kind of a cringy teenager, but I think it's pretty funny that she called the audience out like that because the audience is over here. You know, Doctor Phil. And I'm not saying that the audience is in the wrong because they're just being told like from if you're on the in the audience on a, a pre-recorded show, you're just doing what the the director or like the producers telling you to do like how to react and things like that. But I, if she brings up a good point that like, um, everybody's like, wow, look at this girl who's so dumb. And she's like, yeah, you're all enjoying it though. I just think it's funny that I went to her, uh, her Instagram and she has videos with her mom. So, Oh, so her mom probably doesn't hate her now that she's so rich. Money tends to smooth things over with, uh, with family members. Yeah, Anna says, I feel like so many people get a weird kick out of seeing teenagers being spoken down to in media. Yeah, it's a thing. Like, people seem to really hate teenagers and want to be like, lol, look at this teenager getting owned by an adult. That's hilarious. It's hilarious when adults scold children in public. It's very, it's just a weird, like, thing to, that people like to see. Well, isn't that why we talked about this before with Crowder and, and Ben Shapiro and other people going to college campuses? I mean... Their teenagers are very young, 20-year-olds, um, just getting made fools of. Yeah, and it's like people like Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder aren't that old. Like, they're in their 30s. So it's like someone in their 30s is going to make fun of someone in their 20s. Like, if these guys were, like, 65 years old, it, it would just, it would, wouldn't be, they wouldn't be like, oh, you own them. It's the fact that they're slightly older. That's what makes all the difference. Catch me outside? What does that mean? What I just say? Catch her outside and she'll go outside and do what she has to do. That's what she's talking about. Oh yeah, this no, is all, yeah. This is all, but don't you see that this is all mouth? This is mouth. Oh, so you want to take this outside? Because I think they can bring cameras outside. Really? Because I think I clipped you. You want to do it again? 
Danny, don't get all tough. Please don't. This is not the place. Hey, this is sit not the place. Sit down. All right, Danny. Sit down. Look at me now. Look at me now. All right, so that is the catch me outside. That is that is that whole thing. That's my first time actually seeing it. Oh wait, you hadn't seen it before? Yeah. Uh, I think I used to see like every episode of Doctor Phil back in the day. I remember her being on, and at the time I was like, "Wow, this this girl, this young girl, is so troubled, stealing cars and all of this." What? But now I'm like, "Yeah, who?" who uh, but uh, there's a. I first heard about her when. She was trending on Twitter for launching a merch store of her face saying Cash Me Outside. And um, she's entrepreneurial, dude. Good for her. And people were talking about like do this Dr. Phil teen is, uh, is making money on her meme phrase or something like that. I, that was the first time I heard of her. So on the Dr. Phil show, when he works with a, when he talks with a teenager who's acting out in certain ways, Generally, what he'll do is at the end of the episode, he will offer to send them to this place right here called Turnabout Ranch. Turnabout Ranch is where he sends all the teenagers as he goes, I'm going to get this teenager some help. They're going to go to Turnabout Ranch. And that legit looks like a place you go to dig holes. Right. It's like it's literally like like the, the movie and book holes. Yeah, but that's and it's like in Utah. It's so, holes with the Wix website, like. Yeah, so they let's yeah. This is the place that Doctor Phil. I he's got to be partnered with them in some way, because. Yeah, if they find the treasure, he gets a part of it. Exactly, <laughs> they find the treasure. <laughs> so they they try to help troubled youth develop into effective individuals. And uh, they put them on a cattle ranch. They learn about leadership, teamwork, accountability, and responsibility, and all of that. However, according to this young woman, who was the Catch Me Outside, Catch Me Outside girl's name is Danielle Brigoli, and she now goes by Bad Baby. So we're going to take a look at an article where she speaks out about uh, the abuse that she endured during her time at the Turnabout Ranch. Yes, it's basically Camp Green Lake. Yes. Stanley Yale Nance. Cher says, the kid I babysat for, I used and I used to play Dr. Phil, and he would always send people to the ranch. <laughs> I guess that shows how ingrained it is in culture. I used to watch, uh, th this is going to make me sound very lame, but I used to watch PewDiePie reaction videos to Dr. Phil clips. And um, PewDiePie would get very into uh, sending kids to the ranch. He'd be like, yeah, send them to the ranch. Oh, Cher played with the, a seal for Dr. Phil. Oh, so Dr. Phil was like was like a stuffed animal seal. Played Dr. Phil. Oh, my God. I love that. That's so funny. I like that PewDiePie started as a react. It goes to what I keep saying. If you want to grow on YouTube and all you care about are numbers to get your initial audience reaction videos. Doesn't PewDiePie still do reaction videos? Well, he I don't started. Know I don't really watch PewDiePie. I know he. I he thought did. he did like memes. He started as a a Let's Play channel. He got famous for playing the game Amnesia. So What's like when Am Amnesia is like a it's like a scary game. I remember I I tried playing it back in like 2011. It came out like 10 years ago. Did you get scared? I didn't get super scared, but I didn't play it for very long. Um, PewDiePie got famous because when scary things would happen, he had very over-the-top reactions with, like, screaming loudly at things, and people thought it was funny. So that's how his channel started growing. 
Yeah, that's the other thing about reaction channels. People come for your reaction, so you gotta actually like react. You get, yeah, you gotta you you have to you have to play it up a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm pretty I'm pretty obnoxious on my channel. I yell a lot and that kind of thing. Well, that's just what YouTube is. You can't go into YouTube with a monotone voice, speaking quietly, making no facial expressions on a podcast at eight eighteen in the morning. I mean, well, I I know what you're you're doing, but to be fair, I think like D'Angelo Wallace kind of made that his thing, which was like talking calmly with a monotone voice about big topics. So good for D'Angelo Wallace. I guess you can make that your thing if you want. I don't need a thing. I'm Batman. You're Batman. You're right. Good point. Um, let's see. So here's uh, from BuzzFeed News. And BuzzFeed News, I believe, is the uh, credible side of BuzzFeed. So it says, Bad Baby opened up about the alleged abuse she faced at the Camp Dr. Phil Center, too. So this is this is what she looks like. I don't know about now. This is what, or yeah, I guess this is a recent picture of her from Instagram. So this is this is her. She looks a little different. Uh, looks like she's got a lot of filters going on that. Um, so she has a bunch of saw. Okay, so this is the video she made. She broke her silence about the alleged abuse she faced. This was the rehabilitation center Dr. Phil sent her to after her appearance on the program. Uh, she felt it was her time to share a story after a young woman named Hannah Archuleta filed a lawsuit against Turnabout Ranch for SA, which is not, you know, that's that's terrible that that's happened. Especially like when you're on a place, when you're at a place like that, kids are already take all their credibility has been taken away because you've got adults who are acting like, oh, this kid is troubled and doesn't know anything. Um. So let's take a look, actually, at the video where she exposed this. I'll pull this up. I'd be hard-pressed to find a an, an example of a positive rehabilitation center where uh, allegations of abuse did not stem up. It's almost like these don't work. Yeah, it seems like every time you, get, you put kids in this type of situation... Well, I think any situation where you put kids in a position where their credibility has been taken away because it's like, oh, this kid, this kid was a troubled kid and they lie a lot and things like that. It, it, it puts like, it lets adults get away with a lot of things because now when the kids try to speak up about it, it's like, oh, but they're, they're just trying to lie to get out of something or whatever. And it makes it impossible to, to expose these kind of things. Yeah. My first Illuminati video, it wasn't that long ago. It was on a, it was on a similar topic about, um, some northern school that was used to for for a child rehabilitation for kids that got kicked out of every other school they went to and it got shut down after a death or like somewhat recently i I forgot the name i forgot the name of the school she makes really high quality videos though i like her she does her videos are really good um yeah i guess the question is a lot yeah she puts i mean i think it's her full-time job yeah I i was trying to find it and i was like oh shit where is it So here's the video where Bad Baby, uh, she's got over 7 million subscribers. Good for her, dude. She's killing it. All right. So she's speaking out against uh, everything that happened from her personal experience. 
when she was there. I was 13 years old when I went to Turnabout Ranch. I feel like it's very important for me to speak on this because I kept my mouth shut for so long. I did touch on it a couple times in different situations, but I really want to get my whole story out there and let everything just be out because that's the thing with these places. You have no evidence. You don't have a phone there. They don't have cameras there. Like there's no evidence of none of this. And obviously all the staff is in on it. So they're not going to snitch on each other. All you really have is the kids that are there. So a young lady, her name is Hannah. She recently, um, spoke out because while she was there, she was uh, sexually assaulted. And then when she reported that she was assaulted, uh, she was punished by staff. That's the hard thing too. She brings up that, that you can't, there's no way to record anything because they don't give you, you don't, you're not allowed access to your phone, which like, I feel, I feel like that's a problem. I get that the whole idea is like, oh, we have to take the technology away from the kids because the social media is corrupting their minds or whatever. But if you don't let kids have access to a phone or a camera or something where they can record something, if something bad does happen to them, there's no way for them to get any help for it. So I feel like you should let kids, maybe you can let kids have a phone, but without social media or something like there's got to be some kind of compromise there. Yeah, or just there, there needs to be some sort of oversight that's not just trust us, we're doing the right thing. Chandra says, I lived at one of those when I was a kid. My parents were staff members. It was awful. That sounds awful. I'm so sorry. Chandra, are you the person who also told us that you escaped a cult or was that someone else? Because I feel like you have a fascinating childhood and you should come on our show and we can, we can interview you if you're interested in that. If they, oh, if they have a phone, they would have someone come get them. I guess, I mean, there could be like a sign in and sign out type of system where you, you know, it's. Yeah. Chandra escaped Chandra, the cult. Chandra did escape a cult. Wow. You, yeah. Wow. Was the cult, was the, the ranch that you lived on part of the cult? Cause that's wild, dude. Um, yeah, Chandra, if you want to come on the show tomorrow, we can do an interview about this. Let us know if you're available and we'll, we can post the link in Reddit. All right. So let's see. Yeah, if they have a phone, someone could come get them. But I, st I still feel like, you know, kids have phones at school and you, you like you still have to they're still pretty good at keeping kids in the school building as far as I know maybe I was just a good kid who didn't leave the school building oh it's been shut down and the lady who ran it was sentenced dude whoa yeah I've heard only bad things about these type of places yeah which I mean it could be the fact that why would you hear good things about them like what why 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 would the ones that are working make news um but it, it's just, I, like, I, I don't know. I, I, in order to know for certain, I would need to know how many of these exist, how many of them are yeah. still operational, what their operations are like, and then compare and like compare that to the amount that have been publicly had allegations against them and shut down. Um, I just gut when I, when I say that these don't seem good, it's clearly a gut feeling based on me just seeing the only example of it being not just failures but complete failures. Yeah, and at every level. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there are like uh, to an extent. I think that negative news tends to get gain people's interest a lot more than like positive news. So I feel like you could. You, I mean, to an extent, you could have like some people, someone who's famous who went to one of these in the past, could talk about their good experience. You never see that though, and I'm not sure if it's because it never happens or because good happy stories tend to like people tend to gloss over them more than than tragic stories i think we gravitate more towards but i don't know yeah usually when i hear people who 
have a troubled past and then becoming successful, it's usually like a mentor saved their life, not a strict prison like program. Exactly. Exactly. That Astra, I completely agree. Um, I think Brit the Britney Spears and also um, Paris Hilton, both of them, I think, have been exposing a lot of this, what's going on here. So I think that's definitely should be a topic we cover. Um, I mean, I guess I've heard prison changing the minds of, of people in the past, but those are also like violent criminals who, who needed yeah. to be removed from active society for a brief period of time. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think prison is a good thing in general, especially if you're a nonviolent criminal that it doesn't it doesn't work at all. Now, when I seen the punishment she was given, I knew like, okay, yeah, I really have to say something. Like, I really have to have her back on this because I, I truly believe that they did that. So, Dr. Phil, I'm going to give you from now till April 5th to issue an apology, not only to me, but to Hannah and any other child that you sent to Turnabout or any other program like this. And if you don't, I'm going to handle things my way. Oop. Somewhere in the middle of August, I went I went on the Dr. Phil show, and my mom and my grandma knew they were sending me here. I didn't know I was going. I went school shopping right before the school was supposed to start when I got home from L.A. from doing the show. So part of the whole Dr. Phil show is they send these kids to either Turnabout or these other <laughs> Wait, she, she went to school. She, she had to rub that into Dr. Phil's face. She's like, <laughs> yeah, I was going school shopping because I was going to school, Dr. Phil, who thought I dropped out of fifth grade. Dick. Yeah. So she was probably, like, getting ready to go to eighth grade at that point. She didn't like, drop out in seventh grade. She just finished seventh grade. She just, she, she's like, well, I finished. I got through seventh grade. And it's like, oh, <laughs> she only got through. Yeah, because she's 13, dude. 13-year-olds aren't don't get through any other grade yet. She's a child. It's like asking a five-year-old, have you been to college? And they're like, well, I only have been through kindergarten. Yeah, because they're five. <laughs> like, I mean, what? maybe it's because they're five. Maybe it's because they're a fucking idiot. We won't know for a few years. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Oh, wait, I do think I need to pull up. Uh, I think Dr. Phil had a very stupid response to it. So. Look, there are plenty of five-year-olds who grew up to be idiots, okay? Um, so Dr. Phil response to bad baby. Okay, so there's a, there's a few videos we can look at for this. Um... Let's see. Bad Astra says this also has a similar feel to residential schools, which were blatant re-education camps. The multiple mass child graves make it a million times worse, but this feels like the logical conclusion. Yeah, that was that was a, a huge thing, too. Absolutely. Where it was like almost like a school for indoctrinating children. And Cher says it boils down to them telling a kid who they want them to be and forcing them to take on that false personality. It leaves a serious co cognitive dissonance. Yes, completely agree. Good morning, Katie. All right, let's let's continue this. The ranch. Okay, so Turnabout is in the middle of Escalante, Utah. It's a very, 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 very small town. It's got one gas station, one one grocery store. Everybody knows everybody there. You see you're in the middle of nowhere. You know there's nowhere to run. If you try to run out there, you're either, they're going to find you, you're going to get in more trouble, or if you do get away, you're going to get eaten by a coyote or something. But took in there against my will. They give you transporters. Um, transporters are two people, a male and a female, that come in in the middle of the night. They don't tell them where they're going. They just take them. They handcuff them. They put them in the car. It's basically like kidnapping. We got there. I got out of the car, and I just seen it was like, look. Okay, so apparently this is what, in Paris Hilton's documentary, she was also saying a lot, is, like, what happened when she got sent to a troubled teen center as a kid, which was that, like, people come to your house in the middle of the night, they don't tell you ahead of time that you're you're going somewhere or prepare you mentally for it at all, they just come to your house, kidnap you in the middle of the night, and your parents have signed off on this, but these people, like, kid, like they, they just come into your house, 
grab you, put you in the in the van or the bus or whatever. So like you start off terrified. I don't understand what the purpose of that is. Why do they why do they want kids to be terrified going into this? Um I don't know cuz it was same the same thing happened in the Illuminati video. Why why is it anytime the story starts with the kid got kidnapped, even if they had permission, it's still not a good story. Exactly. Yeah. Why Why would you want to start the... I mean, I don't know if it's meant to, like, break them down or something so that they're off their guard at the beginning, but that's just... That's violent. That's violent that they would do that. Um, uh, Kitty says, poor Paris is in her 30s and still suffers from PTSD because she was kidnapped in the middle of the night. She can't sleep because of it. Yeah, that messes up a kid's brain. I'm just... I'm shocked that any adults, especially psychologists, especially, you know, licensed psychologist adults thought that this was okay to do to kids. Um, yeah. And Anna says the parents are required to sign off custody for several months. Yeah. They're required to say, yes, you can come kidnap my child in the middle of the night and take them to the ranch. Um, Brianna says it seems like it's against child's rights. No one can be forcefully institutionalized. I think children can though. I don't know. I don't know the law exactly. When I asked on the Illuminati video, I'm trying to find it so I can say it. All of these people were quoting the reasons why they can legally do it. Again, not not morally do it, but legally do it. Yeah, I think there's there's a legal a, there's legally. I think you are allowed to forcibly institutionalize kids if they're under 18. Because when you're under 18, your parents can sign off to have pretty much any medical thing done to you as long as a doctor has determined that you should do it. And in this case. Someone like Dr. Phil. Well, I guess Dr. Phil isn't a practicing psychologist at this point, but a psychologist can say, yes, I think that kidnapping this child in the middle of the night and sending them to a ranch away from their family and friends for months at a time will be great for their mental health, which I don't understand how it possibly could be. If I were in her uh, position, I would just be terrified. Terrified. Um, yeah, Alexandra, this is a... Uh, traumatic experience. Absolutely. God, this is, yeah, I guess as Kat Benson says, it's a power play. Yeah, that they would, uh, they want, I think, yeah, they want to like establish we're the authority here. You don't, but like, I, that just seems like, I feel like it's a bad way. You want to establish trust from the beginning. You want to get a kid mentally prepared to know that they're going, because doesn't everyone say, people can't get help unless they want it or that like admitting it is the first step and things like that. So wouldn't it be more effective to, if the kid is going to go to some kind of program to, to work on uh, making them a better person or whatever, wouldn't it make more sense to get them understanding what they're doing, setting some goals for themselves ahead of time. And like, I don't know, that just seems way healthier that this whole process is disgusting. Yeah, Bad Astra says parents and all adults have a ridiculous amount of control over children. That's why abuse is so common. Absolutely. It's very sad. Looks like nothing. It was just super dark. I seen like all the circles and stuff and I seen the little cabin. And I was like, oh shit, I'm not built for this. Like I'm this little bougie ass. So for the first three days you're there, there's no showering. They put you in a circle, which is a, it's a teepee. It's a little teepee, but it's open and you have to sit there for three days. They wouldn't let me lay down for nothing. Like I was falling asleep and they're like, ah, oh, get up, get up. So I'm just sitting here. Like, sleep deprivation. Really bad. When I yeah, I think they like sleep deprived the kids because they're like, oh, we're building character. You need to build your character. But yeah, they, they were like, That's nope. legit Guantanamo Bay torture. Yeah. Sounds. I feel like people see that that these are kids, and they're like, "Oh, these are kids, so this isn't torture." 
it's just it's just getting them into shape like a lot of people think that you can get away with assaulting and abusing other people as long as they're children that's why you see a lot of parents like hitting their kids and being like oh they're my kid i can do whatever i want yeah i believe sleep deprivation is a form of torture yeah yeah exactly no showering sleep deprivation literal abuse uh wow Cynthia, I was like, oh, I'm really, like, I'm really doomed. They strip you from your whole personality. You have to act like just whoever they want you to act like. They tell me, okay, these are what your chores are going to be. I don't remember what they were, but they're like, these are what your chores are going to be. This is what you're going to be doing. Here's your level one binder. You do the same thing every day. Chop wood, take care of the animals. This place is all about taking away privileges. Like, okay, yeah, the phone is a privilege, TV, like all that. But they take away like necessity privileges, like sleeping on a bed, eating good food, not being cold. Damn. Yeah, so the fact is they're, like, defining things as privileges. It's like, okay, it's one thing if you're like, okay, you're not allowed to watch TV or whatever, but they're, they're like, you can't, you can't, you can't sleep on the bed. You, you can't, when you're not allowed to sleep, you're not allowed to, like, I think she was cold a lot, and they were like, nope, you have to be cold, you gotta power through it. Yeah, exactly, it's, as Katie says, it's disgusting what they say to justify abuse. I remember the first time I got in trouble. Now, I, this is my first time being here. Like, I don't really, like, yeah, y'all explained to me the rules, but I'm 13. Like, I don't really know, like, exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. There's been times where I uh, I reported uh, another student acting inappropriate or um, just anything like that. Didn't even have to do with me, and I would get in trouble for just witnessing it. If you reported a ch another kid, like, getting bullied by, like, their peers or something, they would just say, well, maybe that's what they need or, like, something like that. Even though there was written rules, if, if a staff was angry at the moment or if you just did something that they felt was bad, you, they, you would get your own punishment. Like, they would make up their own punishment. It's really frustrating because even if you don't know the rules, if you fuck up, you're still in trouble. There's not no, I didn't know. You're still, you're still in deep shit. Shit that's minor is major to them. So if you do something like the tiniest, tiniest thing, you get a check. If not, you have to be on reflection. Reflection is punishment. When you do something so bad, or if you do anything that ticks them off, you have to go on reflection. You walk in the arena for hours on end. You sit outside in the cold on the on the floor. You have to pick up piles in a wheelbarrow of horse shit, and they want big piles. So if you have to do 25 piles, you're really doing like 50 wheelbarrows. So while I was there, just a lot of crazy things happened. I seen a kid get held down for trying to leave. Just honestly, I don't think he was trying to run away. I think he was just trying to like walk out the door and just like get some time to himself and they restrained him, they held him down. They, they had no problem holding kids down, which is against the law. You're not supposed to touch the kids, but they had no problem doing that. It's just our word against the staff's word when you're there. So you were, they were just like physically restraining children. I guess you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to physically, t I guess because in a lot of states now, they're like trying to outlaw physical punishment for kids. But then again, even if you're, even if you're, I, I, that's interesting that there's a rule that you're not allowed to touch the kids, but there's no rule that you're not allowed to sleep deprive the kids. Because even if your hands are not coming into contact with the child, you are still physically torturing them. Um... Precious says, my mom talks to me, however, she wants, she's so rude yet does community service. Does that make her a good or bad person? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, absolutely. And just because, just because you learn these skills doesn't make you a good person too. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Sounds like a violation of human rights. I completely agree. Monica says, I understand this may be hard, but yet our military does the same. I don't support those conditions in the military either. I think that this is, it's, it's bad. It's bad for any human. And Bad Astro makes a good point, too, which is people go into the military uh, voluntarily they and get paid to. And, and I'm not saying that makes it okay, because we could talk a lot about the military and how it, it definitely exploits people from lower income backgrounds. In situations where it's not voluntary. And well, like yeah, draft our prison mandate. Sure. I guess in the U.S. we haven't had a draft in a while. So it's really like people who go into the military do it voluntarily. But it's also 
uh, in a lot of people's cases, the only way that they can afford college is to go into the military. So it's definitely an exploitative system. I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, I think I don't. I think that any the drafts need to be gone. Amanda says, I feel like this country sees life as something valuable and having inherent worth when you're a fetus or an adult. Every point in between, you get disrespected just because of your age. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think a lot of people are like, well, children are stupid and they should they can't make any decisions for themselves. And therefore, we should be able to control their whole life. People fail to recognize that children are sentient humans with autonomous thoughts and then you get to elder abuse after a certain age. Yeah, I think that ageism is definitely a thing that needs to be talked about. Or we should just all stay fetuses our entire lives. Yeah, we should stay fetuses. We just live inside of our moms forever. It was comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never had one complaint when I was a fetus. Alexandra says these kids that are already vulnerable and then go to these places to be tortured this way. Yeah, exactly. Bad Astro says we can also talk about how the military is often the only option for poor people, but that's a bigger discussion about how capitalism removes the value from human life. Yeah, this is a big discussion in general. The, the, yeah, which uh, which can go pretty deep, but I agree that the, they are important topics to talk about. Cher says I would rather a child respect me than fear me. Same. Same. I would rather a child make fun of me than fear me. When I was a teacher, I, well, I was never a full-time teacher, just to be clear. I was a coach and I was a creative writing elective teacher and things like that. But during that time, I had kids who didn't respect me, but I would rather them make fun of me to my face than be afraid of me. I never wanted a kid to be afraid of me and they never were. So that was good. Sometimes you got to just have a sense of humor too there because there's no witnesses there's no cameras you don't have a phone there's none of that that's why i was always so scared to speak out because like no one's gonna believe me a lot of things that like happened to me that i was it, it hurt me so bad because i was genuinely like confused i'm writing letters to my mom like mom i will do anything like you don't understand what this place is like like you can't do this to me like i will do anything i'll do therapy every day like i will go through an in, a, a outpatient program all that like just please let me come home the staff when i got there was this dude jimmy and this dude ted these are the night staff two of the night staffs around here they were really really sweet okay so yeah we're about One to have, apparently there was uh someone died at this camp which is another whole a whole thing that we're going to go into here so there was there was an assault and there was a death i think that happened while she was there i was cleaning up for breakfast and one of the seven was sitting right next to me she had her walk in her so i heard everything uh, one of the kids he had tried to steal a car or something everyone was screaming on the walkies like it was really crazy and he ended up killing one of the staff members they made all the kids that were at rowdy come down and then they didn't they told us not to tell us anything a day later they have us all every kid that's at turnabout they have us all in a circle and they're like listen it was incident i know some of y'all heard it over the walkies jimmy died and so we're all freaking out because Jimmy was, like I said, he was one of them that was there the first day I got there. He was really sweet. Not only did Jimmy die, but one of the other staff members that was there at the time, Alicia, who was the daughter of the nurse. Alicia, she was um, also injured. And two years later, she died. And she was also left disabled after being attacked by Clay. So the mother of um, the kid Clay who killed the staff, she was married to the brother of the president of the program which I also believe is a conflict of interest. I don't know why they would do that. So it was really sad. Like they wouldn't tell us what happened and all that. And any of the kids that were there, like they couldn't talk about it, but they were like really traumatized by it. Even the ones that weren't there were traumatized by it. Like I heard it over the wall. Okay. Yeah. So this kid, this one kid at the camp tried to steal a car and ended up killing a staff member. I don't know exactly how it happened. She didn't go into a lot of detail. Maybe there's an article about it or something that we can look at, but apparently like, I mean, can you imagine that level of being traumatized seeing someone die it's, it sounds kind of like you know like when people talk about the the prison system you get a bunch of different people together some people are in jail for 
murder and some people are in jail for like theft or a non-violent crime or something like that and then you see all of this violence and it turns people who are not into criminal who are not like violent criminals and it, it traumatizes them so it's just such a faulty system um let's see Kat says, kids are already so vulnerable. They're some of the most vulnerable beings in this world. I don't know how some people hate and abuse them. Bad Astra says, my parents have foster kids and the actual rehabilitation work for children with issues looks completely different and takes years. Absolutely. Oh my God. Like that's scary. Like, like, so you got kids here that are killing people. And like I said earlier, my mom had always threatened me as like, oh, I'm sending you away. I'm sending you away. But she never did it. This was the first time she really did it. Like I, I never thought my mom would do this. So what parents need to understand is if your child is acting out because of trauma like sexual abuse or maybe like the kid's parents got divorced or just anything like that you don't send your kid to a program like this you need to send your kid to a program where they're not being punished and, and it's not about everything's not about you're in trouble you're in trouble and it's just it's just really fucked up you're you're just using children to keep your ranch going and you're not even feeding them or letting them sleep and just, just doing things that no one would ever want done to their child and not even and, and doing it to kids who are so helpless and when you know that you're watching their letters you know that they don't have any contact with their parents so I don't, i'm not really sure why dr phil still sends kids here it just it really doesn't make sense like are you trying to help them or are you trying to hurt them even more because i mean we all know he's a phony as it is but like don't be sending kids somewhere just to make make it like you're trying to do something there was already lawsuits before i went there there's now many more after but there was one as far back as 2012 now this place has been going since the 90s i think so I could just imagine like how much bad stuff has happened there. These are documented things that have happened. And just the abuse, the, the malnourishing, physical abuse, mental abuse. Yeah, Cher brings up a good point. She's a really smart, good kid. She's just snarky like us. Exactly. She was a teenager who was acting out because she had a difficult life at home, which is not an uncommon thing. And it, she was made to look like this like huge villain. Um, and now she had this situation all that and this place is still up and running it just doesn't make sense how, how could you not know about the murder it was on national like national news how could you not know about that so that was her video about this whole thing and then i believe dr phil responded um and then she responded let me take a look at this i'm gonna let's see if this video is any good um let's see So let's see what Dr. Phil said to respond to this. Probably a very measured, well-written PR statement by a staff of professionals. She couldn't even look up how to pronounce it. What 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 station is this? It's it's just called News Station. It's Banfield, News Nation. Banfield News Nation. It looks like yeah. 
Yeah, Dr. Phil taking no responsibility. The fucking thing he tells everyone to do exactly, Cher. Exactly. Um, uh, All right, you already made a mistake. It's not bad, Bobby. It's bad, baby. I mean, it's really not that hard. Yeah, to see, right? She says that I was on the show five years ago, uh, and I was recommended to go off to this boot camp, and they uh, were at this boot camp. I want to play this, the, the, the soundbite from... Yeah, dude, can you turn off your fan? Everybody's, like, background noise. Don't be rude. I'm sorry. Everybody. Sorry, everybody. Two, at least two people. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're good. Your show, so everybody knows who this person is and, and what she was like at 13 years old. Her mom brought her on the show to say, "I can't, I can't handle her anymore." So here's that, here's that moment off the show. So I just want to stop the clip right there because I really wanted to focus on what they're really about to do here. In my mind, essentially, what they're trying to do by introducing her with this crazy clip from about four and a half years ago when she was only 13 on Dr. Phil's show is kind of like discredit her. Basically, say, "Oh, you know, this chick was crazy back in the day. She was acting out for attention back in the day." So let's just completely discredit everything. She yeah, I agree with this guy's analysis. Why are they even? Start I mean, I guess, I guess I could see if we want to give them the benefit of the doubt and thinking that they're they have good intentions, it could be that. They want to show the clip that she got most famous for. So people watching the show will be like, oh, I remember that as, as a context kind of thing. But I, I can also see how it doesn't make her look good and it isn't really fair. And that's kind of probably when they about even having one in the first place. I got already said in my last video, I a lot of problems. Maybe they've been very traumatic in their life. And overall, I think the reason for the most part when it back out usually isn't just random. But yeah, let's put all the faults in the 13 year old. But let's talk about her and what she's now uh, doing in, in her accusations. Um, she says that the place that she's By the way, this video is by Jamari. Shout out to Jamari, just giving credit to our sources. A minute ago, was uh, to her wouldn't let her sleep. What are your, what are your uh, responses to her? And that's actually the only accusation this woman ever brings up during this entire interview. She doesn't bring up the fact that the employees at this ranch were basically purposely trying to get the kids in trouble in order to get them to do more labor or even borderline abuse them. And she also never even brings up the sexual abuse allegations. I mean, I really just think this was some lazy journalism by this woman, and she's clearly very biased. She went to um, turnabout four or five years ago, and if she had a bad experience. You know, obviously, I would, I would hate that. We'd be sorry about that. But uh, we don't have anything to do uh, with what happens with guests once they leave the stage. So he says they don't have anything to do with it, which I don't think is true. I'm pretty sure that they, uh, the, the, their companies have a connection. And that's between the guardian and the parent and whatever facility they go to. So You see, I don't really get why Dr. Phil is saying that, when in reality, he's the one recommending these facilities. He's the one telling the parents, hey, this is the next step you should take if you want your kid to get better. So he uses these kids to make money. He makes them a public... Yeah, at the end of the show, he's always like, so we're going to send your kid here. We're going we're gonna to send your kid to this turnabout ranch where they will get better. Like, Dr. Phil literally does recommend it specifically to the parents. So if he's like, oh, we have no affiliation with this, like, that's that's just straight up a lie. And he doesn't even want to follow up with their recovery journey. It sounds like he's basically going like this and wiping his hands clean of these kids when he's still responsible for putting them in this given situation. We're not involved in that. We don't have any feedback from them. So it, whatever happens once they're there, uh, that's between them and the and the facility. I assume she had a problem. She filed a complaint with the proper authorities or something five years ago. So once again there, I mean, you would think a psychiatrist of all people would understand victim blaming. And now he's basically saying, hey, if she had a problem five years ago, you know, when she was just a small 13-year-old girl, hey, she should have filed a police report. She shouldn't have been scared. She shouldn't have felt powerless. She should have known exactly what to do. And also none of it is my fault, by the way. I just tell them to go to this ranch. Whatever happens there afterwards, hey, I'm not in control of that. I mean, that's like my friend's car breaking down, right? And I'm like, hey, man, don't worry about it. You know, I got this extra car right here. Very relaxed. Exactly what Precious says. Who uses a program without knowing what it does? Why would Dr. Phil be recommending this if she's talking about all these bad experiences there? How would he be acting like, well, if that happened, then that like, how would he not be aware of this ahead of time?
Bible. It's going to fix all your problems. It's going to take you from A to B to C. And then the car he's borrowing breaks down. He calls me and he's like, hey, man, you know, the car broke down. And I'm like, oh, bro, that sucks. That's not my problem. I told him to drive the car. I'm still at fault. I mean, I get that it's not totally his fault, but in giving this recommendation, you're enabling this behavior, dude. I, I really don't know much about it. Yeah, so sure. Like, there's the other issue. Is like when you have a child like that who is incorrigible, <clears throat> and I just watched that behavior and I thought, wow, um, first of all, calling a, a group of people you don't know who are mostly your elders, a bunch of fools, and then saying, catch me outside. How about that? Meaning I'm going to beat you up outside. We didn't even show the part of the clip where she came at her mom on the stage. Um, I mean, just look at the way they're trying to uh, delegitimize her case. So, yeah, this is, this, they're completely over here like, wow, can you believe how this, this child was acting? First of all, her calling the audience hoes was funny. I don't know. If I had a kid that did that, I would probably, I would probably, as a parent, I would need to tell them that that's not socially acceptable behavior. However, I'd find it funny. That's not this like, this like huge offense, like they're acting like it is. And they're, I don't know. I don't know. The, this whole thing was, uh, but Dr. Phil being like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what kind of experience she could add. He literally recommended that she go there. It was at his recommendation to her parents that she did that. Um, so Amanda says, if you listen to behind the behind the bastards episode, he talks about the fact that they did basically zero vetting of the rehab facilities they promoted on the show. I forget what the kickback was. The show got as a benefit, but for the rehab facilities, it was free advertising and they got more business. Exactly. So Dr. Phil can't act like he had no involvement with this. He literally recommended it to the parents. The show got advertising on Dr. Phil or the ranch got advertising on Dr. Phil's huge show that tons of people watch. Like, it's just absolutely no, there's no way. Caroline says, yes, she was rude, but she was a 13-year-old who got to be on TV. I would have acted like an idiot at that age, too. Yeah, exactly. Trying to paint her in this light, you know, this punk kid that she was when she was 13. When in reality, she's now an 18-year-old woman and seems pretty articulate. Because her mom said she was mouthy. You know, what do you do uh, with young people like that? What else is there but some tough love, you know, at ranch or where else? Um, you know, I don't know. How about better parenting, open communication, individual therapy for the kid, and maybe even group therapy for the kid and the parents? I mean, you don't just... Did her parents even try having her go to therapy, like, outside of the ranch? Did they even try? Like, I don't remember the episode that well. But it seems like maybe she could have found a better therapist for her kid give up on them and hand them off to some stranger to do whatever they want to them. That seems like the last case solution. Can't coddle kids like that. Really? Because well, that's probably what they need. situation is different. And there are a lot of these children, uh, teenagers and adolescents, that uh, I don't ask myself why you're the way you are. I ask myself why not. Yeah, you've got to love a therapist who doesn't ask, you know, why is the person the way they are? I would think that's one of the main questions you're asking. Because until you know that information, you can't really get a level of understanding as to why they're acting the way they're acting. No? Maybe I'm the crazy one here. Okay, I don't know. Sounds like Dr. Phil is completely not trying to take any accountability to me. It was five years ago. I don't remember too much about it, but ah, you know, kids are raised in different environments, and you, you got to look at each case uh, separately. Some of them were raised in a lot of chaos and a lot of turmoil, and so they do what they have to to survive. Well, at least you acknowledge that. I will say that, you know, that was one of the better parts of this interview from Dr. Phil. But the real work starts with Yeah, tough love seems like code for abuse and neglect in literally every context it's used in. I get the idea of not just letting people get away with everything. Obviously, you have to set boundaries, but that like yeah why, why wasn't there a different form of therapy used why was it this and alexander says not to mention they probably prompt her to be rude and extra during the show for more views yeah i definitely like you 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 know from like seeing reality tv in production how people get prompted to react harder they want her to react as hard as possible um i like using the term connection seeking since attention seeking has such negative connotations and yeah, Caroline is a great person to talk to about this as Caroline has is has been uh, studying to become uh, a psychologist like she she knows the DSM and all of that. But yes, I, I like the term connection seeking as well, because I think that focuses on what the need is. 
people seek attention because they want to connect with other people. So if you if you frame it as they're trying to have someone to rely on in their life, I think it makes it clear what the need is there instead of what the bad behavior is or anything like that. Um, all right. You know, once they get home and uh, have to realign what they're doing. And it's, it's not easy in this day and time. Social media influences, fast-paced life. Kids grow up really fast these days. You know that's what, Phil? Um, I gotta tell you, the more kids, I, I didn't think that's so weird. Where they're like, kids grow up, kids grow up slower now than they ever have in history. Like kids, they're being like, oh, with the internet, kids grow up so fast, and it's like, well, he mean he needs to define what he means by grow up because like getting exposed to certain things is certainly defined as growing. Sure, I guess you could like, say kids get can get exposed to more international tragedies on their phone and things like that. Yeah, but kids are like if you if you go back you know a couple decades or a century or so people were were finishing school at 14 and going off to work immediately people started having families when they were 16 like like we actually i feel like children actually have childhoods now and put an adulthood starts in your mid-20s now as opposed to in the past uh so i'd say childhood is is longer and better than it ever has been yeah. Dr. Phil is the human embodiment of OK Boomer. Yes, I would agree. Uh, so when did, when did this is this came out recently, but when did the actual interview come out? The the this interview? Yeah, I see the video was published this year, but I'm curious about the interview that he's reacting to. So um, the interview, let's see, because the bad baby video, I believe, came out in like early 2021 because she was like he has until april to respond to me or something like that oh so this is all new this is all new yeah this is all from this year got it um, yeah yeah that's messed up that's completely messed up um so let me see i think she i think she made a response to it um oh she made a response to this interview as well um and she made this response in April. So this was just a couple months ago. And let's see what she had to say about it. Is this on one and a half speed? Yes. Hundreds and thousands of emails and DMs and all types of multiple kids wanting to give me their stories. It just shows me like, you know, I'm not the only one that went through these kind of things. It feels good to be able to relate. I just want to keep the conversation about it going. I want more and more people to hear about it. I want word of mouth to travel so that everyone who has dealt with this or knows about this or knows someone or anything like that will continue to reach out so we have more and more stories. I think that's that's cool that she's gathering all the stories. I think she's doing a good thing here. Um, Eva says, I think the brain ages in the same way. It's just new traumas and impacts than the generations before. Yeah, I think childhood's different every generation. Um, but I think to say like kids grow up fast these days, that just sounds wrong to me. Kids, because because childhood is longer than it ever has been, which I think is a good thing. I think, I think allowing a longer childhood is good for our brains because don't well, our maybe. brains, they take till age like 25 or so to develop maybe it's along the lines of like people identify as kids for longer periods. Like people are desperate to hold on to their childhood. And I don't mean that in a negative and maybe desperate's the wrong term, but you'll hear people in their early twenties still referring to themselves as like the kid. You'll hear someone in their, uh, like phase banks referred to Mike Maljock as kid. And this guy's like mid thirties. Like people yeah. really want, no one wants to give up the title, the kid, maybe not no one influencers don't want to give up the title of the kid. And since a rising number of people are, 
maybe aspiring to be influencers. I don't fucking know where I'm going with this. I just see people identifying as kids longer. Bad Astra brings up a point, which is when adults say kids grow up too fast, they mean kids learn to think and question authority, which I don't like. Which I think could be part of it. Yeah. So if they're talking about growing up fast, right? If we want to look at a kid from 100 years ago, maybe... I would say that objectively they grew up faster in that they were sent to the military faster than they got married when they were still a teenager and started having a family and a job and probably didn't get to finish high school. So I would say that is a faster childhood. However, a lot of those kids didn't grow up questioning authority a lot because the culture of the time was listen to your elders and all of that. So nowadays you have a more elongated childhood where you spend more time on your education and you spend more time getting ready for your career in the world. But a lot more people, because you're becoming more educated, start to question more things and become skeptical along the way. And adults see that as, oh, these kids are pushing back. They're not just listening to me like I did to my parents and things like that. So I think that that could definitely be part of it. Hey, my mom's here. Morning, mom. Glad you're here. Uh, guys, it's my mom's birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday to Lola. Uh, you're muted. Happy birthday. All happy right. to have you here. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, Paige the Puppet wishes a happy birthday to my mom as well. Mom, I'll be excited to see you later and celebrate your birthday this afternoon. Uh, that was a tonal shift, but I had to, I had to wish my mom a happy birthday. So uh, let's uh, take a look at what what's going on with this reaction as well. Dr. Phil was questioned in an interview about the video and he responded. So Phil, I'm, um, I'm reading the New York Post this weekend. I opened up this uh, story about a teen rapper named Bad Bobby. Bad Bobby. <laughs> so first of all, she goes down there calling me by the wrong name. Bitch, your kids probably listen to me. Your kids probably know who I am. Your husband probably knows who I am. So why are you acting like you don't know who I am? Once again, Danielle has brought steam to somebody's talk show. Whoopsie doo, has been before. Anyways. Her mom brought her on the show to say I can't, I can't handle her anymore. So here's that, here's that moment off the show. And all these hoes laughing like so funny. Did you say the, the, the hoes are laughing? Yeah. Why would this be the only clip you show of me? Why don't you show me being nominated for a Billboard Award? Why don't you show me having multiple gold and platinum plaques? Why don't you show me being youngest female rapper to hit Billboard? Why, why don't you show stuff like that? So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, I understand if they want to show that for the context, but she has a lot of other accomplishments. They could have showed a variety of clips. They only show in the bad. They're, it seems biased towards Dr. Phil. You know the shit I was hearing in the crowd? So for you to tell me I can't say something back to people who were saying something to me? Second of all, the fucking lady who runs the show said to me, oh, if you get up, when you get up there, do whatever you feel like will we'll make a good show. Kick, scream, punch. What else is there but some tough love? Tough love at a fucking ranch? To me, I think tough love is like telling your kid no and they want something because you know it's better for them. Even if you know they yeah, want so she brings up a few good points, which people in the audience were predicting, exactly, which is that, um, first of all, she was, uh, the, the producers had basically told her, act as obnoxiously as you want. We want to have a good show. We want this to be entertaining. Go go off at them. So she was following adult directions in that case and was demonized for that. It's the, It seems to be the same experience she then had at the ranch where she was framed to get in trouble so that she could be forced to do more labor. It seems, it definitely seems manipulative to her. She didn't, there wasn't really a, any way she could win. want it or or not letting them do something that may be bad for them even though you know that they want to do it or, or telling them about themselves that's tough love malnourishing humiliating screaming at sleep depriving that's not fucking tough love she says that the place that she was recommended to go was abusive to her wouldn't let her sleep that's all i said was that they wouldn't let me sleep that's that's the only accusation i said oh yeah they wouldn't let me sleep i'm so mad i seen the kid get held down trying to leave took in there against my will it's basically like kidnapping they strip you from your whole personality one of the kids he had tried to steal a car something everyone was screaming on the walkie like it was really crazy and he ended up killing one of the staff members and she sets up a question like oh this is gonna be funny like like it's a funny matter of children minors to a fucking facility where they're getting abused she went to um 
turnabout four or five years ago, and if she had a bad experience, you know, obviously I would, I would hate that. We'd be sorry about that. This branch is still listening on your website after a lawsuit about a murder, a lawsuit about sexual abuse, and a lawsuit about torture. We're not involved in that. We don't have any feedback from them. Well, whatever happens once they're there, uh, that's between them and the and the facility. He just said he's not involved in any treatment facility I go to. Are you fucking nuts? Are you actually fucking nuts? I'm really trying to keep my composure, but these two are really not making it easy. My mother signed a consent of release of information to send progress reports directly from Turnabout to the Dr. Phil show. So when you say you don't have any fucking feedback- Oh, wow. So she she signed a release form so that, that her mom could get, her mom would send information to Dr. Phil from this for like an update. So Dr. Phil had access to all the information from this. That's wild. Them, that is not true. So if you're saying you don't have any feedback, maybe you should be getting feedback about these places before you're just sending multiple people's fucking kids here. You're just trying to save your ass. That's all you're trying to do is save your ass. But there's too many stories and there's too many people behind this that you can't save your ass anymore. Yeah, I assume she had a problem. She filed a complaint with the proper authorities or something five years ago. So I, I really don't know much about it. You're also saying that when I was 13, I should have known how to file a complaint about a program. The only thing that made me comfortable was Hannah speaking out. So I'm going to talk about it now. Someone needs to have her back. That's all it was. I don't ask myself why you're the way you are. I ask myself why not? Because if you look at their upbringing, and I'm not talking about this story. It was five years ago. I don't know too much about it. But I don't know if she edits her videos or if she has an editor. But either way, the edits in this are fantastic. I love that slow zoom in on Dr. Phil's smug ass face. You don't remember nothing about the story? All my clips total on your YouTube channel got 160 million views. And that doesn't even include how much you made on the show itself or the reruns. So between syndication, YouTube views, and the show views, he's making hundreds of millions of dollars. In every interview you do, they ask about me, and you give detailed answers. How did this catch me outside, girl? How did this happen? You keep in contact with her, and what do you think about everything that she's done since then? She has a, a catchphrase that has gone gone viral. Your show made uh, Danielle Bergoli, aka Catch Me Outside. Do you regret putting her on TV? So you admit that I, I was like this because of stuff I've been through as a kid, but then I go on your show to get help, and you make my life worse. So I've definitely gotten through those years with no fucking help from you. All you did was add more trauma to my life. I've got, like I said, multiple plaques, multiple millions and billions of views, billions of streams, millions of dollars, and I turned out just fucking great. It's such a great ranch, right? Turnabout Ranch, which is a very serious, responsible place for kids to go. Torture, murder, almost two murders, sexual assault. You don't watch the fucking news. Stop acting like you don't watch the fucking. Yeah, so she's got. I, I love it. Someone said she came with the receipts exactly when she's uh. When he's basically being like, yeah, we're, he clips the interviews of him. Yeah, we're, we send the kids to this ranch. Yeah, him saying he has no involvement. That's a lie. Dude, Dr. Phil's a fucking liar. In this interview, absolutely. Yeah. She has the receipts. Uh, Alexandra saying his victim blaming when he said she should have reported her abuse. Exactly. I agree with Bad Astra. I hate that they interviewed Dr. Phil and not Bad Baby. You should be interviewing both of them. News. Everybody with a fucking television watches the fucking news. Stop. I try to be an emotional compass and point parents in a direction. What fucking direction is that? Sexual abuse, murder, is a fucking torture? That's that's the direction? Oh, that's phenomenal. Start your to-do list, parents. Have your kid watch somebody get murdered, have them get sexually assaulted, and have them get tortured. They'll come out great. When you have a child like that who is incorrigible, <clears throat> and I just watched that behavior and I thought, wow. If you're sending multiple kids to facilities, you need to know what is going on there. Do you really not know what's going on here? Turn about still on their website. For you to be so hands-off about something, when people look up to you for advice, people go to you for advice, people email your show, get on it for help for you to send their kids to these places, for you to be so, oh well, I don't know. That's ridiculous. When I started this video, I really wanted to keep stuff like really serious, but seeing how much of a dumb bitch both of these people are, it's so hard not get angry. Like, how could you be so ignorant and so unaccepting of your wrongs? He really acts like a child. I'm like, come on. Y'all can find everything that I've been talking about. If you don't believe it for me, you can find it on the internet. People are really talking about this stuff. And like I said, this girl is actually awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how, like, I you never know how much is totally real on the internet, but based on all of this, I'm definitely on her side about this. 
Well, it's tough to be on the side of the person who sends a kid to a facility like that and then says, I have no relationship with them. Right. Like, it's like, there's, there's clear evidence that you do. So I don't even know what's going on with that. It's, it's a shame. We've kind of followed Dr. Phil's progression and we saw some of his old episodes uh, at the beginning of the week where he seemed at least a little more ethical, but we also watched, uh, we also read some of the, the lawsuits and stuff that he'd been involved in in the past and the shady diet industry and uh, let working with Amway manufacturing his diet pills and like, now this, it's just, it seems like he's, it, it really does to an extent seem like he's uh, thrown his ethics out the window in favor of money. At least that's how it's coming across. Allegedly. I'm, that's just my opinion. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it was, um, as far as the bad baby situation, it seems like it's not going to be over if that was just released in April. Um, Cause it's not like she needs to do this. She has a successful and happy life. She's doing this because, uh, based on a sense of uh, what's morally right and wrong. So as long as she keeps bringing it up, Dr. Phil has a reputation to protect. So I assume he's going to continue trying to protect it. Um, that was an uncomfortable interview because it was very clearly PR, not journalism. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily blame the anchor as much as like, the entire team because i'm sure she had a producer in her ear telling i don't know like it was it was just an uncomfortable situation where they're putting all the blame on a 13 year old girl absolutely and i think this is a good comment too as soon as you suggest a child file a police report while not given access to technology or communication and try to distance yourself from everything yeah it's uh or how how hard is it to just say he was wrong that he didn't know how bad it was yeah why wouldn't dr phil just be like I'm grateful that she exposed what was going on behind the scenes. I didn't know. Maybe he doesn't want to be, you know, it seems like he doesn't want to be exposed as not having done his research on the ranch yet. He is exposing himself as not knowing what's going on by explicitly stating it. So I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to do at this point. I'm not too sure either. Sorry. I just had up an email right now, but as far as it seems like everyone in the chat is in the same, it's just, um, it's an uncomfortable situation where his top priority is getting views to his audience, not helping the children. Um, but he also has to protect his reputation. I don't know. Like at least Jerry Springer didn't have to protect his reputation. Right. Jerry Springer has been uh, a, a drama hungry man from the beginning. But he was uh, honest about it. He was honest. He was like, we're, we're doing the show for the drama. And Dr. Phil acted. That's the problem, I think, is that Dr. Phil acted like he was an ethical psychologist who was trying to actually help people's mental health. And he got people to believe that he truly had their best interest in mind. Yeah, it stems from dishonesty, uh, yeah. which is why it's just so uncomfortable because he has doctor in front of his name and not the same way that Dr. Pepper does. Yeah. Um, well, when we do Dr. Oz week two, we'll we'll talk a little bit about how a lot of people who have doctor in their name, they they like to think that makes them an authority on everything. Uh, where is her mother now with all this? I mean, her mother was on her Instagram feed on a or on a TikTok of hers that she posted on Instagram, so I'm assuming they're <laughs> on okay terms. Yeah. I also don't even, I mean, I don't know. The, the, the mother's in a weird situation. Like on the one hand, you're like, can you blame the mother for what happened there? On the other hand, it's like, well, the mother did subject her daughter to public humiliation by going on Dr. Phil. Yeah, yeah. Did you guests get paid to go on Dr. Phil? I'm not sure. Let me look it up. Do guests on Dr. Phil get paid? Um, 
It looks like celebrities get paid. Um, from what I'm seeing, this is just from random answers I'm finding online. Guests who go there for help, I think, don't get paid. Oh, they get paid. Like, they're, they're, it's paid for them. Like, their plane ticket to get there and their transportation and all that is paid, but they're not paid, like, a salary for it. They're But they're, they're re reimbursed or it's covered all the expenses they would have had. So that's what's paid. Right. You did subject your dog, but that's my, but my point is also like, I don't know their money situation prior to it. Um, I, I don't fucking know. I, like we, we found out backstage that they were encouraging bad baby to, uh, to put on a good show. So yeah. if they, if they were both encouraged to put on a good show and they were both compensated for it, I mean, who knows, maybe they both agreed to do it for the money if they were paid. I don't, it doesn't sound like they were paid though. Um, uh, yeah, so I know to well, tomorrow we can talk more about this too. And uh, Chandra, if you do want to come on the show tomorrow for our you know Friday week wrap up and talk about some of your experiences, let us know and we can uh, we can do uh, or even uh, if Caroline, if you want to come on too, since you have the the psychology background, or anyone really who wants to come on, it's Friday. We can put the link up in Reddit uh, and have people come on and discuss this too. Do you see a um? Did, did you see that the guy from Tanacon was on Dr. Phil recently? I did. We could talk about that too tomorrow. Uh, the guy who, yeah, Michael Weist, who was on, who did that. And the uh, girl from Swell Entertainment was there. Too. That was, that was uh, a, an interesting episode to watch. And Dr. Phil wasn't even involved much in that from the clips I saw. It was mostly the two of them arguing. Yeah, and he, he went on to say that he was on there for forgiveness. And it's like, no, you were on there to rehabilitate your image because you're launching, you're trying to launch it. Like, I, he really, the, all I learned from the clips I saw circulating on YouTube was that he uh, he trademarked Tanacon. So he's going right. to launch Tanacon too. Like, he owns the he owns the name rights to that. It's wild. Yeah, who would, but like, the, uh, I don't know. Tana I, would get herself in that situation. I would say like, oh, who would, who would, go to TanaCon, who would try, like, but then I remember how some people on the internet are, and I'm like, I could see it happening for the meme. Oh, absolutely. Um, you can make money on memes, and it could happen for the meme, and he doesn't, he, 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 <laughs> he has experience throwing disaster artist events. Absolutely. Uh, so we can talk about all that tomorrow. Yes, we can post the link to tomorrow's stream in Reddit, and uh, Chandra will come on, and Caroline will come on, and we'll all have a really important discussion about Dr. Phil and what a mess he is, and draw some conclusions about what we learned this week, and then prepare for Canada Week for next week. Um, and then I'm going to reach out, because I think after Canada Week, we can do um, like Steven Crowder Change My Mind Week. And I was going to reach out to uh, those uh, red pill guys that I reacted to. Cause one of them I was DMing with on Twitter. So I think I'll reach out to them and see if they'll come on the show and try to change our mind about the red pill movement and things like that. Like we'll go hard on change my mind week. I'm excited for that. I'm excited. I'm excited to have my mind changed. Yeah. Y'all and y'all in the chat who want to change our minds on anything. You're welcome to do that too. See if we can get a pro MLM or to change our mind about MLM companies or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll get, we'll get a lot of interesting discussions. So a lot of, a lot of good uh, episodes come in these next couple weeks, but for now I'm going to head out and get ready for ever. Oh yeah. Caroline's like, Oh, Canada. I bought Canada themed cap and crunch for the occasion. Uh, yeah, so uh, Caroline's been suggesting Canadian snacks we need to do next week for Canada Week. Um, all right, y'all. So thank you for being here today. 
Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow morning. Amanda's going to change RK's mind about Steve Buscemi being attracted. I'm ready for that. I'm ready. We could do so. That's that's a good idea. And that'll a Canadian can change your mind about Canada. That, that'll be uh, like the office episode when they're debating if Hillary Swank is hot. It'll be just like that. Exactly. <laughs> I'll see y'all tomorrow morning. Keep on supporting small businesses. Get ready for Canada week and for more Dr. Phil tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye everyone. Make money.